Hi there. In this episode of the Rest Space Weight Loss podcast series, I am going to just address the topic of alcohol consumption when it comes to weight loss. I'm just going to throw some information out there for you to do with as you will as you are pursuing your own weight loss journey. But in case this is your first time listening, my name is Lene Urban. I am a certified nutrition consultant. I'm a stress management coach. I'm a lifestyle coach. And rest-based weight loss seeks to give you the tools you need to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. 95% of people who lose weight gain it back within two to five years. And I think that we can all attest to the fact that weight loss isn't always necessarily the problem. It's weight maintenance. Maintaining that weight loss is obviously a huge problem. Why? Well, in my experience and based on my research as a weight loss coach, it actually kind of dials back to the strategy that you use to lose the weight in the first place. We are so desperate to get down to our goal weight that we implement these extremely unsustainable strategies that end up damaging our metabolism and sending, sending us specifically on the path to gaining that weight back. And so that's why that a percentage of people who gain their weight back is so humongous. Four years ago, I started a strategy that put me in the 5%. Uh, it's actually going on five years now that I was able to lose 33 pounds, 12% of my body fat. I started off in about a size 10 dress size, got down to about a size three, and I have been able to maintain those results going on five years now. So how did my strategy that I found and I, and I followed, how did that put me in the 5%? How did that uh, put me in the small percentage of people that lose weight and keep it off? Well, I'll tell you that I discovered way after the fact that the strategy that I followed actually led to very specific lifestyle changes that are required, that these changes are required in order for you to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. And so rest face weight loss seeks to uh, explain, you know, what those lifestyle changes are, give you the tools on how to connect the dots based on just who you are naturally as a person and how you can begin making those changes so that you can achieve your weight loss goals once and for all. So if this is your first time listening, then please subscribe, please follow, because I'm going to be coming to you with a brand new episode every day on this topic on rest-based weight loss, okay? All right, so let's talk about alcohol consumption and weight loss. I don't really know what the, um, I don't really know what is out there right now in the weight loss space when it comes to alcohol uh, and, and weight loss. That's not a topic that I come across frequently with women that I work with. Uh, a lot of women that I work with their alcohol consum consumption is is minimal. Either that or they have already concluded that they have to give up alcohol during their weight loss journey. Like that's an, a conclusion that they came up with on their own. I work with maybe a handful of women that, uh, you know, consistently have a drink every single day. And 
I don't touch that. <laughs> like, I just don't, you know, because when we talk about alcohol consumption, there's such a fine line between like social drinking and then stress management drinking uh, that can really start to impact certain neurotransmitters and things that drive behavior with food when alcohol is actually, you know, when people actually try to cut alcohol out of their, their lives, at least for the time that they're, that they're trying to lose weight. So I'm just going to throw out some information, some facts that I have learned in my research, and I will give that to you. You do with it what you will. You make your own choices and your own decisions based on what I share. I'm not going to tell you what to do uh, one way or another. But the biggest piece of uh, information that I want to start with, number one, is related to my view of weight loss, which is actually strategically fat loss. The way that I know that I've learned and that I've researched how to lose weight, how to lose the type of weight that doesn't come back is to make sure that the a majority of the weight that you lose is fat instead of just water or especially not muscle. So just a quick like lesson here, in order for you to lose weight, you have to lose a combination of water, fat and muscle if you want the, the number on the scale to go down. Now, a lot of people, when you see like really big numbers uh, on the scale, like, or if you see somebody that's like, I lost 100 pounds, I lost 150 pounds. A large percentage of what they lost was, was muscle in addition to water and, uh, and also fat. Now, part of the contributing factor to 95% of people gaining back weight that they lost is attributed to that muscle loss during a weight loss journey. The more muscle you lose when you lose weight, um, the lower you decrease your resting metabolic rate, meaning the amount of calories that you burn at rest, and the higher you increase the chances of that weight coming back on because of that metabolic transformation to your calorie output, okay? So for me, as a weight loss coach, when I work with people, I am fat loss focused. I am all about how do we make sure that the weight that you lose, as the number on the scale goes down, how do we ensure that the majority, like 98% of that weight is fat, fat and, you know, and some water as opposed to any muscle. So I just have to like say that right at the beginning so that I, so that we clarify that when, when you hear me use the term weight loss, I'm actually talking about fat loss. I'm talking about fat loss and muscle maintenance. Okay. So in that regards, what happens to fat loss when we consume alcohol. It's really simple. When we consume alcohol, our metabolism immediately goes to work to metabolize that alcohol out of our system, to filter it through the liver, to just get it, to get it out as quickly and get it out of our bloodstream as quickly as possible. That's the same thing with sugar. The metabolism does the same thing to sugar, okay? So when we drink, when we consume alcohol, 
immediately our metabolism goes to work to metabolize the alcohol out of our bloodstream, get it out as quickly as possible. Now here's what happens. While that process is happening, so while the body is metabolizing the alcohol out of our system, all, all fat burning that happens in our body, like during a weight loss journey, all fat burning shuts down. So that means that every time we drink, every time we have a drink, even if it's just one drink, every time we have a drink, whatever it is that we're consuming on top of that drink is all being stored as fat. Why? Because the body is hyper-focused on metabolizing the alcohol. It cannot metabolize more than one thing at a time. It prioritizes, the, the, it prioritizes meta, uh, metabolizing alcohol, so everything that we eat on top of it, everything we eat while alcohol is in our system is stored in our bodies as fat, is stored as fat cells to be metabolized at a later point, okay? So let's just like, let's let that sink in for a moment. Because I know that uh, a lot of I, I, I work, the handful of women that I work with that drink on a regular basis, by regular, I, I, to me, that means um, having, I say, at least at least two to three drinks a week. A lot of those women, they, they have a lot of like kind of ups and downs in the, the, the linear progression of their weight loss. They tend to hit like more frequent plateaus. They tend to experience, you know, maybe some weight loss uh, here and there, and then just kind of get, you know, kind of stuck and, and go backwards a little bit. And that's connected to not just the physical impact of their alcohol consumption, but then like emotional things as well. You know, when we drink alcohol, we are lowering our inhibitions where we are removing a layer of uh, rational decision-making, you know, so that perhaps when we're sober, we think to ourselves, no, I don't need dessert. I'm not going to have this cookie. Like I'm on a weight loss journey. I'm, you know, I'm giving the, I'm giving that up for a while. Let me, let me just be disciplined and not have that cookie. Whereas if we've had a drink, that like initial front of rationalization, of logical thinking is taken away from us. So, you know, women that I work with are like, yeah, I had a drink and then dessert came and I was like, what the heck? We're out. We're having a good time. You know what I mean? And so there's an emotional component of like every time there, every time, you know, we have a drink or two, in addition to that, there's some eating going on. And so the starts and the stops in the journey are emotionally and physically connected to alcohol consumption. Okay? So there's a decision then that has to be made, right? Am I saying that I think it's a huge mistake for me to say, so during your weight loss journey, don't drink at all. I think that's a huge mistake for me to say because 
that implies that after you've achieved your goal weight, you can start drinking again. But guess what's going to happen when you start drinking again if, in the process of losing weight, you gave up alcohol? As soon as you start drinking again, like that weight is just going to come back. And since we're all about maintenance here, not just losing weight, but making sure that you keep it off forever, then I can't tell you to give up alcohol during your, uh, during your weight loss journey. I can't tell you to do that. And I have to, I'm obligated to tell you that if you're going to give up alcohol, then make sure it's something, make sure that you want to give it up forever. Like make sure it's a, a habit that you want to say goodbye to for the rest of your life. Not, not saying goodbye to it just for the, the time being that you're on your weight loss journey until you achieve your goal weight. Don't do that. So what am, what am I saying? Well, I'm saying that you have to be extremely strategic. You're going to have to create times and opportunity throughout your days and throughout your weeks where you are allowing your body to spend an excess amount of time in fat burning mode to make up for those occasions where you're eating and drinking. And when the fat is being piled into your fat stores, into your fat cells on those evenings or on those occasions that you're having a drink as well. Okay. I think that's the best way to be able to balance it. If you plan, if you don't plan on giving up alcohol forever. Now, here's another thing that I'm going to say. Uh, for those of you that rely on having a drink, you know, a drink or two drinks multiple times a week, at the end of the day to like wind down, I want to let you know something. Okay. I need to give you this heads up that alcohol actually elevates serotonin. Serotonin is the neurotransmitter that allows us to feel good about ourselves and our place in the world. Do you know what else elevates serotonin? Carbohydrates. So I have to give you a heads up also that if you try to decrease your alcohol intake, if you listen to this episode and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to start cutting back on the drinks. Once you begin decreasing your alcohol intake, especially if you've been utilizing it as a way to sort of de-stress and calm down, then I'm going to tell you that you are going to create a serotonin deficit in your life by eliminating the frequency of which you're consuming alcohol. So many women also experience when they start a weight loss journey, okay, I'm going to limit my alcohol intake and I'm going to go on a diet. And then they find themselves like binging on carbohydrates. All of a sudden having uh, really strong cravings for chocolate and carbs. Why? Because chocolate and carbs elevate serotonin. So those cravings are replacing the role that that alcohol has been playing in your life up to this point to keep serotonin elevated. So for you guys, and this is, I'm, I'm working very specifically with, um, one, with one of the ladies in my total body transformation program. We just had a one-on-one -on -one conversation, our coaching call. And I was like, look, <laughs> 
this is as soon as you decide i mean you know you decide that you're going to limit the your limit your drinks and start backing off and cutting down the amount of drinks that you have during the week i'm telling you that then your cravings for carbohydrates and really calorie heavy and dense foods to make up for the place that alcohol has in your life right now as a stress management as a stress coping coping mechanism those cravings are going to come for you. And so that's a warning that I have to give you as well, is that you cannot just remove alcohol from your life without replacing it. You have to replace that serotonin elevator somewhere else. And if you're on a weight loss journey, replacing it with carbs is going to uh, be, it's going to be extremely counterproductive. So what's the answer then to that? Well, it, that depends. I think in general, um, being able to find some other activities to fill your day and to fill your time with some other activities that allow you, you know, to get some boosts in serotonin to replace the role of alcohol, to replace that, you know, that role of alcohol in your life, that's going to be key. And some non-food uh, activities, some non-eating, non-carbohydrate activities that can boost serotonin, definitely, you know, spending quality time with people that you love, spending really genuine quality time laughing with people that you, that you love, with, with um, uh, investing time into activities that bring you joy, that bring you peace. That essentially, those activities essentially have to replace your your alcohol habit. They have to they have to replace the the uh, you know the role of that coming home and having a drink to just wind down and de stress. That activity with your loved one or with people that you love that's going to have to become like your new drink essentially if you don't want those cravings for high carbohydrate, high sugary, you know, super sweet chocolate, like, you know, other foods and things that will be counterproductive to your weight loss goals. If you don't want those things to take over you, take over your cravings, then you have to get ahead of the curve. Okay. So those are the two biggest like facts that I'll state about alcohol when it comes to weight loss is number one, uh, when you consume alcohol, all fat burning shuts down in your body so that anything that you're eating at the same time that you're drinking alcohol is just being stored as fat. And my suggestion for that is to, if you, if alcohol is still going to be a part of your life, maybe you want to cut down on the amount of time, you know, on the amount of the frequency of your drinks. Um, then I would say to like, make sure that you pre-plan, just plan ahead like if you know that you're going out with friends, if there's a celebration coming up, if there's a work function that's going to be happening where you are going to want to be able to enjoy yourself without having to think about these things, then you're going to want to prepare by spending, you know, the days prior or the weeks prior just being really being really strict and focused on your what you're eating and being focused on your exercises to prepare. I am not at all talking about the semi, 
the semi, um, you know, the semi like binge anorexia, like that whole, I'm getting ready to drink and eat a lot. Let me like burn 15,000 calories before I do that. Like, I'm not talking about trading calories in and out. Like, that's not what I'm talking about at all. Because like I mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago, one night out kind of drinking and, you know, eating and hanging out with friends is not going to undo all of your, your progress. If you wake up the next day and step on the scale, will you be a few pounds heavier? Probably because you're retaining a whole bunch of water, but that's just water. I mean, that will, that water like fast for 24 hours or just, you know, drink water for 24 hours and that water, you'll shed that water weight in a day. Like that's, that's not a big deal at all. So you're not going to gain any fat during that night out. You won't be able to eat that much where you'll gain like a, a half a pound or a pound of fat during your night out. So I'm not talking about, you know, trading calorie for calorie or burning a whole bunch of calories up front in order for you to like, or burning a whole bunch of calories after the fact in order to, to burn off. Don't like, don't do that. Don't get yourself caught up in that. That's like semi emotion. That's like semi food disorder behavior. Don't do that. But I'm saying that if you know that you want to be able to have a night out, get ready for that by being really focused. Like don't sneak that extra cookie unnecessarily if you don't have to have it. Okay. Don't sneak the extra pump of cream in your coffee or skip the Starbucks, (laughs) skip the Frappuccinos that you would usually have like once or twice a week, just skip it for a couple weeks before you have your night out. Like just be a little more focused and prepare ahead of time. Okay. And then, uh, for those, like I said, for those of you that are used to having like maybe a drink either once a day at the end of the day to wind down or quite, you know, a few times a week as a way to be able to de-stress If you, upon listening to this, decide, okay, I need to cut out alcohol then because I know that while I'm drinking and having dinner, everything that I'm eating for dinner, no matter how healthy or unhealthy, is being stored as fat. So I'm going to try to cut down. I want to tell you that cutting down on the frequency of your drinks is going to elevate um, cravings for carbohydrates and chocolate to make up for the lack of serotonin boost that's coming through those drinks. So you're going to want to replace that habit then with other activities that boost serotonin then you can go ahead and google like just google activities that boost serotonin google that add that to your calendar your list of things to do to replace the uh the decrease in frequency of your drinks okay that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say about it uh i hope it was helpful um don't forget to follow and subscribe the rest-based weight loss podcast series as i come to you every single day with a new episode on ways, tools that you need to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. Once again, I'm your host, Lene Urban. Can't wait to talk to you next time.